Okay, uh, good morning, everybody, and uh, I'm going to get started. Today is July the 31st, 2022. Uh, today's episode is about the Dobbs decision. This is the first episode of my response to the Dobbs decision uh, made by the Alito majority. Uh, so, The abortion topic is always controversial, and believe it or not, today is a Sunday. I'm pretty sure a lot of Christians are attending churches today, and uh, abortion is uh, considered probably one of the highest form of sin by the Christians. Right. So the question will be: Is America a, crash, a Christian nationalistic country? Let me repeat. So the question will be, is the United States a Christian nationalistic country? If so, then I will have to say abortion probably should be prohibited at the national level. The Dobbs decision, it is not necessarily taking away the abortion rights on the surface. However, sending the abortion issue back to the state itself is remove of the federal protection of the abortion right. That makes a lot of people feel that United States is a Christian nationalistic country. So today, I don't want to get into the heated debate with anyone, whether you're pro-choice or pro uh, Abortion, whether you are white Christian or whether you are a, a black Muslim. Uh, today, I'm just going to talk about how this Dobbs decision would operate with the existing federal law called HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A. So, uh, so I'm going to get started with uh, uh, basically this episode is uh, separate by different segment. The first is this introduction, where I'm going to talk about my experience in HIPAA and healthcare data and why I'm qualified to talk about this topic. And the second one, we're going to talk about the, the clashes between the federal law and the state law. And the segment two, we're going to talk about individual choice under HIPAA. This, this the word choice is different from the word pro-choice. This individual choice is actually coded a federal regulation that it is your decision when it comes to disclosure of your medical records. In the segment three, I'm going to talk about how do you determine the viability of a fetus without knowing the last menstrual period which is a federally protected health record. In section four, I'm going to briefly talk about how do you convict someone of a murder without a dead body? Because there is a difference between an aborted fetus and a dead body. And lastly, I'm going to conclude with what options women may have when it comes to 
state regulated abortion access. So it may sound boring because all I'm going to talk about is HIPAA, healthcare privacy. Okay. And all I'm going to talk about is, uh, is uh, some of the federal regulations, which sometimes can be boring. But however, I'm going to mix some of those racial injustice in this as well. Believe it or not, it's actually totally relatable. So I'm going to start with the introduction. Introduction, I'm going to talk about why, you know, Peter, I myself is qualified to talk about this topic. Because uh, I have worked in the healthcare industry for uh, almost 25 years. All I deal with is healthcare data. I dealt with uh, millions and millions of Americans' healthcare data. Uh, currently, I deal with the uh, cancer patients' health data. Extraordinary painful records to see how people, pain, cancer patients, fight cancers. The most cancers still, a great majority are still, you know, untreatable. They eventually die. It's a horrible, horrible situation. I dealt with abortion data too. I dealt with the pregnancy test. I dealt with many, many healthcare data. Healthcare data is heavily protected by HIPAA. So I do have that 25 years of healthcare data uh, experience. And secondly, my qualification is that my house was searched by the FBI suspecting I violated the HIPAA law, even though I have no intention, no history, no conduct that that that, that they can, t- 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 can show the government I actually ever violated the HIPAA law. And thirdly, I'm a biggest supporter of Edward Snowden. As you all know, Edward Snowden's problem is with the U.S. government is this. Under the Constitution, the government of the United States have no rights to surveil citizens of the United States. It's a violation of their privacy. And so that, this is basically the three points I want to make is that I do have quite some experience when it comes to the privacy of medical records. Everything I'm going to say today should have been known to the Supreme Court justices who decided the Dobbs decision. Okay. I have always said the judicial white privilege is a, it's a pattern of a seemingly low IQ decisions made without recognition or deliberation of existing laws that would have suggested the contrary to those decisions. In other words, what I'm trying to say is this. HIPAA law is a well-known law. The Supreme Court justices, they have their doctors. They have their primary care physicians. They have children. They have their pediatricians, right? And these, those are women, uh, female Supreme Court justices. They have OBGYNs. They have their medical records in the possession at the clinics, at the hospital. They know what the HIPAA law is. When they send this abortion issue back to the state, knowing that there's no such thing as a state HIPAA law, knowing that a woman's LMP, a woman's abortion, 
anything that a woman did, whether he's a, a her OBGYN or primary care physician, are completely protected by a federal law. It's not possible for these Supreme Court justices not knowing HIPAA law. And even with that, they will send the issue back to the state. How could that be? Well, a lot of people are suspecting this, which I probably have to agree, that the Supreme Court, especially this legal majority, is our Christian nationalists. Basically, they really want to enforce the law based on their Christian belief, not by the Constitution. So that, in a nutshell, is the introduction piece. Now I'm going to go into segment one, clashes between federal and state law. There's always been clashes between federal law and state law. And I'm just going to talk about three of them today. Some are old, some are new. I'm going to start with a new one. The marijuana law is one example. There are many states these days has legalized marijuana. But at the federal level, marijuana and the possession of marijuana and transporting marijuana across the state lines remain federal crimes. And we're, we're very well aware of that. And uh, all I know is this. I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a lawyer to start with. But, but I do know that the federal law enforcement agencies, including DEAs, they are just, look, right now, the way they are, they are fully aware of the clashes between the state marijuana law and the federal drug law. What they do is that they just look away. They just do those so-called non-enforcement actions, close one eye, open the other, and look the other way. That's how they resolve the clashes between federal and state law in the marijuana area. Another well-known clashes, clash between federal and state law is the immigration law. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a southern border states, Texas, Arizona, maybe Florida, those state legislatures, state government, and, and, and are hot and heavy these days because they are upset. The federal government is, uh, the, you know, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, is not enforcing the immigration law. So they are upset of undocumented persons coming into the United States from the southern border. So that's another clash between the federal law and state law. Actually, as, as a matter of fact, back maybe a few years ago, there's this uh, big, uh, famous uh, Arizona local sheriff. I think it's Apeo is his name. Uh, he, he, he's always in the news because he wants to take the immigration law in his own hands, even though he's just a local police department chief. Okay? That's another clash of federal law and state laws. And the third clash I want to mention about the federal law and state law is going back. It's called the state personal liberty law versus the federal Fugitive Slave Act law. The Federal Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, in my opinion, is the root cause of the American Civil War. And uh, during those times, it, it, it's, it is federally recognized that 
slaves cannot escape to the free state. They can, they are not allowed to escape to the to the northern states. And the slave owners in the south have the rights had the rights to go after the slaves in the northern free state. When that happened, when that happened, of course the northern state got upset. They enacted their own state law called the Personal Liberty Laws, meaning all the blacks in the northern states are free person. So guess what happened when the two clashed? You know, again, this this is the biggest clash. This clash ended up in the, with a civil war. Basically, in the northern state, if the slave owner and the slave catchers are trying to arrest a purported fugitive slave, a black person, that's a kidnapping. It's a crime of a kidnapping under that state law. And it's also in violation of the state personal liberty laws. So you got a lot of excitement because a lot of uh, activists, they literally, including the local judges, local police, and the, and, and, and the governors participated in stopping these slave catching activities because they considered them kidnapping activities, right? At the same time, the federal law enforcement is very upset that these state officials dare to challenge the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, which is a federal law. So there's a lot of, you know, in the old days, they're called case of excitement. Literally, thousands of people would line up at the courthouse. So that's, a, you know, that's the biggest clash of state law and the federal law. Among all these three clashes, I want to remind everyone, there's a ratio, there are racial factors in all these three examples I cited. As we know, drug laws are mostly enforced upon racial minorities. If you are a black person in possession of a, a few ounces of marijuana, you are more than likely put in jail, be put in jail, both by the federal government or by the state government, where marijuana is still illegal, right? So, so that is there's a racial factor in that in that clash of a federal law and state law. A lot of people in the federal legislature in the Congress are proposing to legalize marijuana nationally. One of the reasons is that they're saying this marijuana law are enforced unequally. If you're a white person in possession of marijuana, all the benefit of the doubt will be afforded to you. Oh, this guy must be depressed. He needs some marijuana just to smoke up and feel better, you know, and all that. But if a black person, well, that black person must be selling the marijuana for a living, and therefore we must put him in jail. The second class I talk about is the southern border states, an undocumented person coming in. Of course, there's some racial factors in that as well. Generally speaking, the Christian national, nationalistic groups, basically, you know, those are highly discriminatory, you know, white extremist groups. They certainly 
do not want to see more colored people coming into the United States. Because, you know, I'll just give you an example. Have you seen any news that a, a person from, a white person from Europe was arrested for not being documented? Immigrant? No. Almost every single person you will see in the TV, on the TV news of illegal immigrants, they're all colored people. So there's a clear indication of all preference between the state law and the federal law when it comes to immigration. Right? So there's some racial thing in that when there's a clash between federal law and state law. Needless to say, the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, that's a total, you know, slave law. Where the, back then, the state lawmakers in the northern state actually strongly opposed the slavery. And they did every single thing possible, including some of them facing jail time and heavy fines to help slaves who escaped to the northern state. So that, in a nutshell, is segment one, the clashes between the federal and the state law. Now I'm going, going into the segment two, the individual choice under HIPAA. The choice about your medical records. I'm not talking about the choice of a pro-life or pro-choice. I'm talking about the individual choice under HIPAA. I did not make this up. I already sent you guys the link. This is a official document titled Individual Choice, published by the uh, Department of uh, hum uh, Health and Human Services. This is a federal agency. This individual choice document came from federal registration. It's called the Code of the Federal, Re uh, sorry, Code of the Federal Regulation, my apology, CFR, 45 CFR, section 164.510, use and disclosures requiring an opportunity for the individual to agree or to object. I did not make this law. This is a this individual choice is a law of the land. It's from HIPAA. Uses or disclosure of your healthcare records requires an opportunity for you, whether you're man or woman, to agree or to object. That's important. It's a federal law. There's no state law about that. There's a federal law about that. Okay, so so I the uh, I will quote another uh, uh, federal code of the federal regulations. So code of the federal regulation section uh, forty five code CFR section one six four dot five two two rights to request privacy protection for protected health information. These are the words by a federal agency, not by me. Rights, that you have a right, rights to request, request privacy protection for your medical records to be protected. And I'm going to read again what the federal agency is saying. This, this is one sentence from it. The disclosure is for the purpose of carrying out payment or healthcare operations 
and is not otherwise required by law. In other words, this, this, the disclosure is strictly prohibited, except if it is for carrying out the payment transaction between your healthcare providers and yourself and other healthcare providers and the insurance companies or healthcare operations, meaning that a doctor needs to know your medical history from another doctor or is not otherwise required by law. In other words, only if there's a law require the disclosure of your private healthcare medical records, you are not obligated to disclose anything. The word here is important, otherwise required by law. By what law? What if it's by a state law? The state of Mississippi saying all abortion should be banned. Does that open up the abolishment of a HIPAA law nationwide? Because some Mississippi cop wants to get a hold of your healthcare records? I don't think so. Right? So these are actually written in the code already. Under these scenarios, as you can imagine, when the state start banning abortions by whatever gestational age or viability standard, there comes a need to get the LMP of that woman, the suspect. I call them fugitive abortion seekers using the fugitive slave situation, fugitive abortion seekers. Now, you know, those abortion banning states, they want to get your LMP to determine what's the gestational age. How they get it? Do they have to go through the HIPAA law? I'm pretty sure they do have to. The rights to privacy, as I said in my past episodes, are God-given unalienable rights. That can be given by your Jesus Christ, can be given by your Allah, can be by, given by your Buddha, whatever, your creator. The founding fathers made this up, not this so-called God-given rights. It's not they want to promote a particular branch of religion. It's only because they're saying no government and no other people can take away these unalienable rights, not the state government. So every citizen in this country, his or her medical records are completely protected currently by the HIPAA law, with no exception, unless you commit a federal crime. So total determine If to determine the gestational age of a fetus to enforce a state abortion ban requires disclosure of a patient's medical records, then boom, that's your clash. That's your clash between the newly established abortion banning state law against the existing HIPAA law which has been enforced for, I would say, almost 30 years, right? So what I just talked about, once again, it's impossible for these Supreme Court justices not knowing because they, go, they see doctors too, 
I'm pretty sure they don't want to their medical records to be disclosed to anyone. In fact, I think they resent the fact that the, the, their residential address, where they live, their addresses has been disclosed to the public because now those protesters, protesters are, are sticking out in their houses. Privacy is an extremely important right. They should know that. So, so that literally is from legally speaking, as the law, as the code is written, you do have an existing federal law called the HIPAA. And I, I'm pretty sure there will be clashes between any state. And, and, oh, by the way, but in the end, I'm going to tell what women can do, legally speaking, to protect themselves, okay? Because again, this is a, not, I didn't make up this right. These are codified federal rights, rights to request privacy protection for protected health information. A man, a woman, with or without a lawyer can do that, okay, which I'm going to talk, talk about later. Now I'm going to go to section three. Without RMP, no viability. You know, today, again, Sunday, I know a lot of folks are Christians and you guys, uh, you know, see your pastors or priests and probably during the weekdays, you, you might visit your pastors and uh, priests and make some confessions, right? Confession of sins. As we know, some sins are very bad. Some sins are so bad that they are actually crimes. Is there a privacy right there? Is there a privacy right between your priests? Again, I'm, I'm talking about Christian nationalistic people here. You go to confess. You kill the dog, for example, because the dog is misbehaving. It's a sin, right? But it is killing an animal, a crime in your state. Does the government of the state have a right to knock on the door of your church and ask for the priest and demand your confession. So now we're going to get to this is that if you cannot, if the government, state government cannot get a hold of a woman's medical records, including her LMPs, how do you know how old her fetus is? How do you determine it's a viable? and reach this threshold that no abortion can be performed. You cannot. So, so let me repeat, it's the same thing. I mean, I'm, I'm using, I always said, I want to use the same rule of the game to defeat my enemy. In this, in this case, my enemy is Christian nationalistic movement. No, I don't want to call it, whatever you want to call it. As a Christian, you confess your sins. Some of the sins are crimes. Are your priests required by the law to report to the law enforcement? By the same token, if a woman did perform, uh, did request and received abortion services with her healthcare providers, which is explicitly, the, the, the information of it is explicitly protected by the HIPAA law. How do you obtain the information to investigate anything about that abortion? No. 
the, 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 the conclusion is this. No, it's not because of whether it's a crime or not. Because there is a shield. There is a war. There's a constitutional guarantee that you cannot get a hold of your so-called evidence of a crime. So that's segment three. Without LMP, no viability. You will not be able to get the evidence of a crime under HIPAA. And segment four is going a little bit further. Segment four is how can you convict someone of a murder without a dead body? An aborted fetus, is that a medical record and a medical waste? Or is it a body of a dead person? Now, still incorporating what I just said about HIPAA, is a medic, uh, is a body fetus a medical record and a medical waste? Because if they are, then that's not a crime. It's not the dead body. If you want to convict someone murder, you have to say, oh, someone got killed. We found that person's body um, in the field, in the jungle. You know, remember, you know, all the mob movies when a mob killed someone? What they do? They try to dispose the body as 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 as, as, as professionally as possible, so that the law enforcement cannot locate that body, because you always need that body, that dead body, to establish a crime. You cannot just say, "Oh, Joe Smith, or oh, my neighbor was missing since ten years ago, and must be Jane Doe next to him who killed him." You have to find that victim's body. So aboard the fetus, is that a, a body of a dead person? Or oh, it's a medical waste? The weight of the aborted fetus, the size, the shape, the time the, the aborted fetus is coming out of the, a woman's body, all those, again, are they all still protected under HIPAA? I think so. So I'm not imagining this up. So if you Google right now, uh, these keywords, Google Seaford, S-E-A, like an ocean, C, Ford, F-O-R-D, like Ford, the truck. Fetal remain, F-E-T-A-L, remains. You Google that. There is a news dated June the 29th. This happened in Delaware. There is a city called the Seaford. They passed the ordinance. They passed a, a city law saying all oh, the fetus, aborted fetus, must be properly buried like a person. Okay, so the state of Delaware immediately jumped in and challenged that city law saying that is wrong. So you can Google that. In that particular case, the Chancery Court of Delaware Chancery Court of Delaware has the jurisdiction to, to, to do constitutional review of uh, local laws. The Chancery Court, uh, by, uh, by a vice chancellor, I believe, uh, Last, Laster, I believe is his name. I believe he is a Republican appointed 
Uh, he definitely is a Republican, that I do know, a conservative. He strike down this Seaford uh, ordinance requiring aborted fetus to be properly buried. That's a clear indication that aborted fetus, as far as the daughter was concerned, remain a medical waste, not a body of a dead person. All right, so, so that's the segment four I want to talk about. Now, before I conclude, I will still go back to the racial factors of this Dobbs decision. Because clearly the Dobbs decision, as I have explained, will create, already create, a clash between the federal law, HIPAA, and any future law of the state banning abortions. Is there a racial aspect of this? Of course, absolutely. Because when it's already widely acknowledged that the access to health care is unequal, right? Uh, you know, I don't want to go back to the, these old stories uh, in Baltimore, but, you know, so we know that for a fact. I personally is involved in a breast cancer study in Georgia comparing uh, the treatment of breast cancer among uh, African-American women and the general population. And the study finds, this is in 2005, 17 years ago, the study clearly finds that the, uh, the outcome, the health outcome for the same type of cancer is not uh, equitable. We know that. So if abortion service continues to be a healthcare services, and that you can imagine that when the state passed those laws, the racial minorities will bear the brunt of the abuse of the law, just like the marijuana law, just like the uh, there's a state enforcement of an immigration law, right? Just like the Fugitive Slave Act enforcement. So with that, I'm going to uh, conclude uh, quickly, hopefully. First is that for women, in my opinion, you are entitled to a privacy rights under HIPAA. If you look at that uh, individual choice document published by the HHS, you actually can send out a letter called the opt-out letter to your healthcare insurance company called the payers, being Blue Cross Blue Shield, being TRICARE, being you know any payers. And you can send this letter, opt-out letter, to your providers, your primary care physician, your OBGYN, and say, you hereby prohibits any disclosure of your medical records to any party without a court court order by a federal judge. You literally can tell the hospitals, your doctor's office, and the insurance company is that you have a inherited rights under the HIPAA to ask all your medical records not to be sent out without a federal judge looking at why your medical records 
must be disclosed. Okay, first of all, remember, this is your right. You are entitled to do that. You can tell these uh, healthcare providers and payers that unless you have committed a federal crime, your medical records are off limit to state abortion banning enforcement activities. You literally can tell them that. Okay? The state cannot just come to a federal court saying, Jane Doe committed a state crime because she had an abortion. Therefore, we need her medical records. I think a federal judge will laugh at their face at the state police. Because if you come to the court, whatever the state crime is, it has to be also considered a federal crime to have federal court, to have a jurisdiction to make a decision. So for women, don't, don't lose hope. You actually have a lot of rights under, under, under HIPAA all by yourself. Send out, I quote, opt out, unquote, letter to your payers, to your healthcare providers. You can do it yourself, or you can do it by a lawyer. Or you can actually file a class action as well. Remember, in those red, uh, CFR, codified federal regulations, it says it's not automatic that when you send out an opt-out letter to your healthcare providers or healthcare payers to restrict access to your medical records, it's not automatic you get approved by these hospitals, by your PCPs, or by your payers. However, if you got rejected by these healthcare providers, uh, by these uh, 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 payers, you can then file a lawsuit in the federal court. Okay? But guess what? I actually believe the healthcare providers and payers will be happy to see that you have sent this letter. That's my opinion. I'll tell you why. Because of the hospitals and doctors are very scared these days. Remember, if abortion is a murder, these hospitals and doctors, they are scared of getting involved to be charged with a crime of a murder. So they will be happy to oblige themselves to give you approval of that opt-out letter. By doing so, those abortion banning states they have a very high hurdle. They have to go to a federal court to lift the restriction of your privacy, to get a hold of your LMPs, to determine your viability of, of the fetus, and get all that. It's a much bigger hurdle. And guess what? I'm pretty sure this kind of controversy will quickly go up to the U.S. Supreme Court again. And we're going to see. If that happened, I would love to see what this Alito majority will say again. Again, this is existing laws in conflict with any abortion banning state laws. Of course, for me, I think there's a more legal fireworks. You know, if you pay attention to the news that there's a woman in Texas, she was pregnant. She's driving on the HOV lane. I think it's called a high occupancy vehicle lane, meaning you have to have a two person or more to use that lane during traffic hours. She got stopped. 
And the cop said, where's the other person? And the woman said, I have a baby in my belly. And that fetus count as a person. So she already filed a lawsuit in Texas. There is a whole bunch of controversy that are in store for us. The country will be in such a mess as if we do not have enough controversies. Right? That's already happened. And lastly, I'm just going to relate to my own work. Like, if a certain state, say, uh, let's say Louisiana, I'm just sorry, this example. Louisiana passed a law saying whoever helped to report an abortion as a crime to the state government will get a $10,000 reward. Right? Just like, uh, you know, you help solve a crime of a murder, you got a $5,000 reward. And I happen to have access to millions of people in Louisiana and their health records. And I know who had abortion. And I know the LMP and gestational age. Can me, I, myself, Peter Mark, work with the Louisiana government in violation of a federal HIPAA law to help prevent abortion? And while collecting a huge sum of money from Louisiana, myself, that itself will be another big controversy. Of course, I'm not going to do it. But just think about this. So many things. When you determined a fetus is a person and should be counted on the HOV lane, an aborted fetus should be a body of a, a recovered body of a murder crime. That just, you know, that just, 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 just legal fireworks all over the places. So with that said, I hope, you know, this episode is a, a calm one, a reasonable one, and there's no heated religiously zealous debate and all that. Because my thing is always that abortion issue it's not about viability. It is really about privacy. It is really about does the government, even though the government believes there's a crime happened in a black box, but that, block, that black box is shielded with a wall of constitutional rights, of privacy. What the government can do? Nothing. So, so, so again, I'm not trying to take sides. I'm just saying the HIPAA law is clearly in the way of any state law banning abortion. Okay. So with that said, I will conclude today's uh, episode, but I'm going to invite some folks. I see Rudy. I appreciate you joining me. I'm going to invite some familiar faces to, to speak up, if you so choose to. Charlie, nice seeing you here and uh, just feel free to unmute yourself and uh, offer your comments.
Oh, Joshua, I think is someone who who criticized me last in one of the past episodes. I appreciate your criticism. I believe. Feel free to speak up. Uh, okay, I'm not sure what is me. Oh, you guys, because I can't seems to find anyone to uh, chime in, which is okay, which is totally okay. And uh, well, one thing uh, I, I do not know whether you guys. Uh, oh, there you go. Here's Rudy. Go ahead, unmute yourself. Peter, how you doing? Good, good, Rudy. Good to hear from you. How great to hear from you, man! It would have been a shame if nobody called in because it was such a great presentation. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, again, I'm a common man. You know, I take a common man's approach on these laws and all that. And uh, I personally just cannot believe these highly educated Supreme Court justice—they don't even consider these factors, right?、And Yeah,、um, I think it's just part of the chaos of the day. Yeah, we'll, we'll,、um, we'll, we'll you know, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, it's just right now. It's just cut here, paste here, cut here, paste here.、Um, forget the contradictions. We'll deal with that at a later date. I think it's just too much of a mess for them to to fix. Yeah, you're you're right. Go ahead.、Um, you know, and great question. You know, can I make a trillion dollars basically outing everybody because the state is sort of encouraging it? Oh yeah, I, I tell you, Rudy. I literally, because I told everybody, I've been always in the healthcare industry. Right, right now, I work for a regional medical center in the southern state with a with a has a lot of. A, Uh, low-income folks in that southern state, and、uh, I already have been involved in doing with、uh, all the retrospective reports of all the abortion services ever happened. Remember this: the hospital does this not because they want to out these women for abortion. They actually want to make sure they are legally protected from this upcoming gigantic mess. By these,、uh, you know, few Christian nationalistic. You're you're absolutely right about the the the. the、uh, this is so many of them. If it's ten thousand dollar per cases, I can make myself, you no, know, a freaking millionaire overnight. Of course, I'm not going to do it because,、uh, again, I'm a bigger supporter of Edward Snowden. You know, I you know I completely you know, believe he sacrificed his own happiness and freedom. To protect our privacy, and I would do the same. It's crazy. It's some of the stuff that were that we always say that the Nazis had and the communists had that they had neighbors spying on neighbors, ratting each other out, and now we're encouraging it. Exactly. And、mm -hmm. go ahead. In the in the very open, we're encouraging it. Yep. Yep. So、uh, you 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 use another great word. I just love to callers because they give me ideas. Okay, you use the word patchwork <laughs> by the by the courts. 
That, I, I want to use that word because the way I look at it, I call it the jurisprudential incoherence. You know, throughout the history, uh, all these racial cases. It's basically the courts does not make even any sense. They're not consistent. They just, like you said, did the patchwork here and there based on the political needs. A lot of those needs are racial politics. The courts actually is deep in, deeply involved with the racial politics. So they do patchwork. The law to them, it's an opportunistic patchwork just to get, you know, whatever the white majority wanted and justify what the majority is doing to the racial minorities. So, yes, Peter, can I ask, mm, Go ahead. Can I ask you a question before? Because there's another guy I want to leave him um, sometime. But so if I heard correctly, you were saying that if we were to challenge these um, uh, these laws um, like the that woman did, uh, the pregnant lady, um, there's going to be at some point a judge who's going to hear us out and see how incongruent things are. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry, Rudy. I don't mean to question. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. No, no, that's my question. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. I want everybody to use their imagination and just read what I presented. I do not create this. This is the written law and the code. You are c- correct. In other words, w- remember in the last, uh, in the preview I did is that all these adopts at decision episodes, five of them I'm doing, is answer one simple question. Is abortion a federal question decided by federal court or should be a state question? Because the Alito decision here is saying, well, we just don't believe the federal government has any role in this. We're sending it back to state. Every single of these five episodes I'm going to do is showing one thing and one thing only. These are federal questions. It's not a state question. So, so going back to what you just said is that, yes, I'm totally encouraging women, your girlfriend, your wife, who do want to have some control of their family size and all that, can, they can immediately send an opt-out letter to their providers and hospital saying, look, I'm not being hospital towards you. You provide healthcare to me for the longest time, I'm happy about. But I'm concerned about the state is going to go after me for this kind of shit, which the state have no business to start with. And they will also harm your reputation, you know, the hospital. So I'm sending you this opt-out letter saying, do not share my medical records to any freaking person on the earth unless a federal court approves it. It's a very simple request. It is under this federal, uh, coded federal regulation. Very lawful. And you will think, you know, mostly I think the hospital in the PCP say, yes, we'll be happy to oblige yourself. Here's your uh, approval. We will not disclose it to any single person. Okay. I will give you another example, Rudy, you may not be aware of. Because uh, I do not, uh, uh, Charlie, we're, we're going to get you pretty soon. We, I, I got time today. Uh, if a teenager got pregnant, and her medical records with is with a healthcare center. Can this teenager's parents be informed by the healthcare center? Take a guess on that. 
You know, if you have a teenage girl, she got pregnant, she gets pregnant. Only her doctor knows about it. And she, you know, she has to do whatever she has to do. Does the doctor has obligation to tell you, the parent? You know, does this teenager have a pregnant, uh, have a privacy rights from her parents, not even the government? There is a whole lot of legal, all these privacy matters are actually federal question. I'll just, you know, whether you know the answer or not, I'll just, these are all federal questions. Go ahead. Man, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to think about. Yeah, no, you know, just remember, I was just shocked. All these politicians, lawyers, judges, they just get totally after Dobbs' decision, they get right into the election mode. They want to get their vote, votes for themselves. They want to be in their job. They never come out say, hey, women, I feel your pain. Here's what you can do, literally today. They always, yeah. politicians, they always think about themselves, period. Those are lawyers, I always said, in a racialized capitalist society, a lawyer is a profiteer to begin with, and he will, he will be a profiteer to end with, he will never be a justice seeker. You can be your own sole advocate for your own rights. That including women. Yes, to privacy itself, you have a whole lot. So, yeah, go ahead. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Peter. Um, yeah, it makes me question all these uh, lawmakers that are supposedly fighting for women's rights that they're not coming out and suggesting such, you know, measures, especially one like challenging the the ticket, because a ticket is something that most of us, I don't know, not most of us, a good number of us can pay, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it puts the government in a position now to enforce something or not to enforce something and therefore revealing something. Um, but yeah, so we, I guess... Everybody sort of got to fight in the way that they can fight, and I uh, um, appreciate you, you know, giving us some tools to be able to fight this battle on our own. Because yeah, yeah, if you, yeah, if any one of you, like, I mean, I, I feel sorry for these women protesting in front of the U.S. Supreme Court and in front of Justice uh, Holmes and all that, right? I feel their pain, you no, know, and the rage. I have you no. Know, but at the same time, I prefer them to form a class action just to say immediately under the HIPAA law, these, I want these all put in place. You know, literally half of the population demand their medical records be completely sealed off limits to the government by their provider overnight. They can do that. They totally can do that. You know, I have shown you guys all the, the government documents saying you can do that. Right. So again, you know, I greatly appreciate you calling me. Uh, please share my episode. By the way, these are five Dobbs episodes. I will just give you, give out the store here. I think the first one and the last one is totally worth listening because these are very well thought stuff. I'm pretty proud of myself. The middle three, they are, they are less, uh, I will not use the word trivial, but they are less, uh, boy, I don't know how to, I mean, they carry less weight. Because the first one is about privacy itself as a right embedded in the HIPAA law. 
Okay, the last one actually is I'm going to say White Dobbs' decision is a repeat of a Dred Scott case. The Dred Scott case and the Dobbs decision are well related, which I'm going to explain. So I believe that too. So please, you know, share my episode with uh, women, especially saying, "Hey, you actually can do something right now. Just write a letter or even the email to your provider, hospital. Say today, you know, July the 31st, I hereby request." This is my opt-out letter to you regarding my medical records. Under no certain term and condition, you will be provided this in any shape or form, electronically or otherwise, to any party without approval of a federal judge under the HIPAA law. You know, it can be totally done. So, yes. So, let's hear from Charlie. Go ahead, Charlie. Hi. How are you? Hi. You can hear me okay? Yes, Charlie. Totally. Go ahead. Yeah, glad I've ran across your uh, call. And uh, basically, I'm really upset about the legal decisions being based on religious beliefs. Isn't there supposed to be separation of church and state? Yes. I mean, do they want sex? Yes. <laughs> I will tell you. I mean, go ahead, Charlie. I want you to finish. Uh, go ahead. I, I, go, well, mm-hmm. this, go ahead. I mean, it seems like they want you to only have sex to reproduce. They don't want you to have sex for enjoyment. I mean, basically. Um, <laughs> That's another good way to do it. Yes. That's hilarious. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> go ahead. And then, do- and then, and then, even in states where it's legal, I th- I'm afraid that doctors won't perform the abortions because they'll be afraid of, of liability. Huge, and then, huge and liability. Then yes. mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then, uh, like, I think they want us to live in a theocracy. I think if we have a theocracy, because they, they want us to live in a Christian theocracy. I think if we have a theocracy, it should be based on Islam, and then see how quick they change their tune. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I all do. These, all these Christians. Yes, I do. <laughs> I will tell you. This is why I want to say something. You know, I mean, as you know, Charlie, uh, if you're listening to my show, is that I always want to stay in my lane, right? Saying here is the words of the law and the Constitution. Here, how the court decided. I said, how could that be? You know, I always want to stay in this judicial, jurisprudential approach. Stay in my lane, right? But oh, boy, I'll tell you. Uh, the uh, talking about the will, uh, Christianity and it's in it's when it dictates how our law operates. It just sometimes uh, broke my heart uh, and uh, it, it drive me insane. And uh, I say that uh, uh, carefully because I try to keep myself, you know, even though I consider myself a victim of a racial oppression in this country, I still want to keep myself entertained and. Uh, Saying and uh, treat it as a comedy, uh, not as a tragedy, right? So going back to your term is that when I was back in China some 30 years ago, I was very sympathetic with the Roman Catholic people because I truly believed uh, they were, they were wronged by the Chinese communist government, right? But after I came to the United States, I realized Christian majority, including Roman Catholic, they are they are the ruling classes. They belong to the moral high grounders, holier than you kind of crowd, right? So this go back to the Supreme Court, especially this Alito majority in the Dobbs. It is a clear moral judgment. It's not a legal and constitutional judgment, right? What, exactly. you know what I'm saying. So in other words, I don't have your pro- I don't have a problem with the people believing faith. Right. To me, it's like a, if you have a two genitals of a China being a man or woman, I don't care. It's your private matter. 
right? You believe a, you know, a, a heterosexual marriage and that—that's all good, you know. You know, you have your Christian belief. I respect that. It's your personal decision. I will not invade your religious belief. But but when the religion become an organized religion, and you place the these fanatics in on the bench in the government and all that, then the non-Christians will suffer, right? And uh, and uh, and that's you know my serious concern, like you know which I share with you. Well, you brought you brought, you brought, you brought up a good point there. I mean, basically, they can have their religious beliefs and they can not have abortions, but don't impose it on me. Don't impose exactly. it on, on other people. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not telling I'm, I'm not I'm not telling you to get an abortion. So you don't. I mean, I mean, I mean, you. I'm obviously, I'm not a woman, but I'm saying you, you in general, with all the religious crap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could, you could, you could do that. Just don't force it on me. I mean, or you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not forcing you to get an abortion. Don't force me not to get an abortion. Same with all that religious crap. Exactly. I, mean, I, I can't stand organized religion, obviously. Yeah. This, but, um, this is why yeah, I mean, yeah, keep it, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you can share this. Uh, use this. You can. I always tell those people who try to sell religions to me. I said this: your faith. Your religion is like your private parts. I respect your privacy. Don't expose your private parts to me. I have no interest whatsoever. But like George, like George Carlin said, "Keep thy religion to thyself." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, he is, I, I, I admire him. I, he is the mass. He's the highest master of English language, as you can tell. I have a heavy accent, but I'm still learning. You know. And yes, I really, I mean, I, George Carlin is another, though I call him common man philosopher, right? He may not have a, a degree in philosophy or law, but the shit he observed in this country is just hilarious, right? I will tell you that I got a lot of education about racial oppression from, uh, from, uh, 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 <laughs> uh Chappelle, David Chappelle. I'll just be honest with you because the shit he says yeah. about racial religion, it's just hilarious. And I will relay that to the legal perspective. You know, it's just a fantastic uh, back and forth. So I appreciate Charlie. Well, George Carlin. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, he died in 2008, but his stuff's more, his, his stuff is more um, accurate or more uh, applicable today than it was back then. I mean, he was so ahead of his time about, yes. about religion and about, about the government. The government doesn't care about you. They yes. don't represent you. They'll never represent you. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just so poignant. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yes, Charlie, uh, uh, talking about ahead of time is because uh, I work with a, uh, a Jewish attorney who's in the, his 70s about this project called the Judicial White Privilege, right? He has told me back in 2016, he said, Peter, you're ahead of your time, uh, our time. He said, what you're saying, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is this. A white majoritarian democracy does not work for racial minorities. America has proven that. My question is this. What if America one day, white is no longer a majority? Does the white majority today willing to take in or suffer from the same majoritarian oppression that they currently and has been inflicting upon racial minorities. Yeah, but we're, our, our country, as you know, is not ruled by majority. Majority doesn't rule. The 1% rule and the elites rule. So, that, so we don't have a majority rule. So it doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. We're ruled by, we're ruled by, 
like like a hundred elites. I mean, they're the ones the ones that bribe the politicians. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why they don't represent the people. They don't pass. So we're, we're, we're we've been minority rule for at least forty years. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, that won't matter. I mean, yeah, you're right. We will. Uh, the white population will be a minority. Which is I don't care. I mean, I'm white, but I don't care. So yeah, that that's going to happen. But but still, my, my minority is going to rule. Yeah. So what I'm hoping for is this: the law is by its definition is supposed to be even-handed to protect the minority, regardless whether that minority is black or white or any color, right? So yeah, it, uh, what happened is that's why you know this guy told me you know I'm thinking ahead of myself. I said yeah, that's true. You know, I was like. Uh, if if the law has been operating like this in the past, then I don't have a good feeling about our future. Well, you know, I love America. I be, I still believe this is the you know most promising country in the world. I want to make it better, you know. And uh, I know a lot of people, you know, did a lot to better America. You know, I want to do my part, not by spreading hatred among people, just by saying we must have a judiciary. That are totally even-handed, free from of influence from politics, or being a religious, uh, uh, you know, religious politics or racial politics or capitalist politics, right? So that's you know basically what I'm hoping for. And uh, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, I mean, what you said is almost almost comical because that's so not true, and, and it hasn't been true for a long time. And we're we're the total opposite, unfortunately, what you just said. I mean. None of that. None of that's true, and it's all. And it's not just racial divide. It's it's economic. It's mainly economic divide. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they don't care about the middle class, the you know, the lower class, and that's why the 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 gap just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the more they have, the more power they have. It's like a it's like a snowball effect. And then the more money they have, the more power they buy. The more power they buy, the, you know, the more money they have. And it's just a it's just a cyclical thing that just is it keeps spiraling out of control and it just keeps getting worse and worse. And that's why we are where we are today. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, by the way, you know, I'm glad you're a white person because uh, I, I said I actually again Peter is my pseudo name. I actually in my real name, I'm involved with uh, something that uh, I make friends of with a lot of people. Most of them are white, and actually, you know, this uh, white guy from California who I never met, who sent me fifteen hundred dollars through money order. He keep keep messaging me say peter you're my hero for what you do so i'm not in position to disclose those things so i always said i don't hate any races because i do believe america can be a harmonic multiracial society because our yeah, race 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 shouldn't matter i mean correct. race, race should not matter, matter. Exactly. Race. correct race should not should never matter and and you know we all wanted to be not uh have a even-handed government. You know, one of the things, by the way, uh, I am, I have been, uh, very busy with setting up a, a, a truck to be a RV because I intend to become, uh, like an experimental van life a little bit. And one of the things I want to talk about is environmental justice. And I can hear on call-in, uh, shows that there's a lot of listeners. They are very, uh, sensitive to the environmental future of this country. And, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to mention that because it's related, but I didn't want to get off topic. Mm-hmm. But basically that's, that's my main crux. I mean, when you talk about environmental, it's related to this topic because the, the whole environmental problem is caused by too many people. 
There's too many people, so we should be doing the opposite. We should be encouraging abortion and contraception. <laughs> you see, and, no, you, and nobody. Go and, ahead. And, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean. You're so correct. Go ahead. And, and, and the main, mm-hmm. Go ahead. And the main reason is nobody ever mentions rights of wildlife. The more people, when you clear a piece of land to build houses, all the animals that were on that land die. So nobody cares. Nobody talks about wildlife justice. I mean, the humans are supposed to share the planet with all the other species. Mm-hmm. Why is a human life more valuable than a life of a wildlife? I mean, I mean, basically, the like, humans. I mean, it's not sustainable. You can't have infinite growth on a finite planet. You can't. I mean, these humans are the only species to leave a footprint. I mean, a human species is like a cancer. The cancer keeps growing until it kills the host, and that's what's happening. You're, you're right. I mean, we don't share our planet. The destruction is taking down all the other species. You can't have infinite growth on a finite planet. Population growth is the main cause of climate change. Correct. So, and nobody talks about that. They talk about trimming around the edges, about electric cars and windmills. That's only trimming around the edges. Yeah, you got you to reduce the population. It, correct. You, I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go to the wild animal piece because, again, you know, I want to stay in my lane. I want to stay with a human, a person, and all that, right? So actually, I'm going to branch out a little bit. Like uh, the global warming. We heard about this for a long time. But I also know this. Africa is a big continent. Africa has many countries. Africa may have a population issue, resource issue, development issue, and environmental issue. Then I'm going to ask myself, is it with my jurisdiction and rights to demand how African countries do their development, protect their environment, and burn uh, gasolines, contribute to global warming or that? I do not see that I have that moral or legal superiority, superiority over them, right? So with that said, you know, one reason I want to talk about environmental justice within the United States also, by the way, is that if our constitution require that we be treated equally, regardless of race and all that, then is our current environmental law actually do justice or it's doing injustice? So, so that is something I actually do believe I can talk about because it's kind of a good side track because I bought a lot in Delaware which is 2.0 acres. Right now, it's covered with the trees and all that. My neighbor are all whites. They have uh, the septic system is called a mounted system. A high volume of underground water. So you have to build a so called elevated. So the state law is saying me being the newcomer is not allowed to build the same mount, mounted septic system, even though my white neighbors are all operating that way. So, in other words, they are allowed to continue to pollute underground water where I don't even have a choice to do that. So, would that be. Well, their grandfather did. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. There, there, yeah, there, there are a lot of laws that are like that. It's like people, like certain things are grandfathered in. If you do it before a certain time, I mean, but I think that I don't think it's being racialized. I think it's, I think it, I'm not saying it's right, but I think it's like, like, there's a lot of precedents like that where 
up until a certain point, you're like, you know, I'm sure you heard it. It's called grandfathered yes, in. Like, yes, I know. Before yeah. a certain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but you can tell, Charlie, that there's a lot of topic. About, okay, I'm not, I'm talking about this not because I want to stir up racial tension. No, I do not. I, this is, you know, first of all, I'm against, I'm a Second Amendment defender, but I, I'm strongly against any violence. Uh, to to achieve anything, uh, any justice, because uh, violence does not bring justice. That, that's just my opinion, and uh, and uh, so, so. But I want to just emphasize that every time government does something in America, we really have to look at: Are we doing this equally to all people? Are we achieving justice? Because if you are not doing this in the justifiable, equitable way then you're just going to accumulate more racial tension and it's not going to be good for anyone, right? So, you know, a lot of uh, this uh, reparation talk, you know, which in my show, in the probably the last, last episodes, I'm, I'm going to talk about a great deal about reparation and the white brown versus board of education is actually a bad, bad decision. So remember, I said that. You heard it from me. Brown v. Board of Education has been lauded as the best decision the U.S. Supreme Court has ever made. I'm going to show how bad it is. Okay. So, but going back, not sidetracked to that. Just so we can talk about, I want to talk, I don't want to scare any person, white person, say, oh, I want to talk, I don't want to talk about white privilege because you're just saying racial discrimination. No, no, no. I am more forward thinking. I'm more forward thinking that what if white no longer is the majority? I don't want this country to go into toilet. I don't want this country to be a violent country. I want this to be a harmonic, harmonic, multiracial society. I do believe we can get along. Okay. Not to, I'm going to t- pick you up, uh, Thomas. Just give me a second. It's funny that if you watch on tube, uh, YouTube, Harry Kissinger, one of the well-respected statesmen, he has some ideas. He was interviewed by a pretty uh, reputable foreign one-hour interview. This guy asked him, this interviewer said, Dr. Kissinger, if uh, if you were to choose the best leader to address the global climate issue, who would that be? Uh, He answered, uh, uh, Lee Kuan Yew, the prime minister of Singapore. And then the interviewer asked another way that, who will be the best president, best person to be the president of the United States? And uh, Kissinger answered the same person, Lee Kuan Yew. Remember why I, I bring up this uh, Lee Kuan Yew in my past episode. A harmonic multiracial society is possible by looking at Singapore. It's remarkable that Kissinger, I have not relationship with him, Literally, you know, in his 90s, says Lee Kuan Yew will be the best leader dealing with America's problem and dealing with the global climate problem, being a Chinese. So I'm encouraged by that because I believe what I'm talking about is a forward thinking, how to build a harmonic multiracial society. It has nothing to do with being white. It has everything to do with a few privileged people ruin this our human relationship, ruin our societal relationship among peoples. Okay, so I hope you know you know 
that's you know that's what I want to get. So I'm going to make a a, a, a pick up a Thomas here. Okay, hold on. Let me see how to do this. Thomas, I think you are invited. You can try to unmute yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was just reading through the uh, the uh, uh, actual uh, provisions in HIPAA, uh, specifically, uh, uh, you know, 164.512, uh, the uses and disclosures section. Um, and so I'm still I'm still trying to process process it all but you know some of my concern there is with the section is that it says you know um the uh sure it 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 mentions two different scenarios um uh it specifically compliant well several actually compliance with the law uh the um, law enforcement and uh, oversight agencies, uh, health health public oversight agencies, um, and all three are treated differently. You know, while it does say that uh, you know disclosures uh, can be permitted through judi- through judicial and administrative proceedings. Um, and also to, uh, 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 law enforcement officials through the process of subpoenas and court orders, Yep. which also, by the way, I don't know if it necessarily says explicitly that, that it has to be within the jurisdiction of a federal court, but I would expect, you know, the federal courts would have subject matter jurisdiction. Though I guess the states could argue because it's relating to a state a compliance with a state law that they also might have subject matter jurisdiction. You're right. Um, you're right. Go, go ahead, Thomas. Are you a lawyer, Thomas? I, I, you don't mind asking. No, no, oh, no. It's okay. I'm, I'm someone. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm someone that's uh, you know fairly fairly legally astute. Uh, you know, excellent. I've had to do excellent. With. Excellent. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I've been I've been pulled into court. <laughs> court <laughs> Got it. Go ahead, Thomas. So yeah, I, I, I've been I've I've been the subject of a couple suits at, at times, so <laughs> willingly or not. So, uh, but uh, um, but anyways, uh, uh, the uh, so I guess my my issue here too is is uh, you know basically um, you know it, it, the where authorized by law um, does not just mean subpoenas and 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 court orders it it actually says in the definition uh of that um in the uh in the hipaa code uh in the code relating to hipaa um let me actually read it real quick uh um okay so required by law required by law Means a mandate covered in law that compels an entity to make or use a use or uh, make a use or disclosure of protected health information, and that is enforceable in a court of law, 
required by law includes, but is not limited to, court orders, court order warrants, subpoenas, or summons issued by a court grand jury or governmental uh, tribal inspector general or an administrative body authorized to require the production of information. That's the key one right there. So an administrative body authorized to require the production of information. Um, You know, so it's not, you know, they, that's considered a, uh, you know, what's required by law. So it's not just, it's not just those things. I think the, the subpoenas and uh, court orders are related to, you know, instances where that information is being requested through a subpoena or court order. But the, uh, you know, it, it does carve out, you know, that disclosures can be made to administrative bodies um, where, 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 where legally applicable under state, under state law. And I, I think, and I didn't read that part of the definition, but it did mention state. But, um, so I guess my issue here is, you know, uh, and I'm still trying to read through some of this because it's covered by, let me see, because it's, 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 it's that section. It's, it's six, 164, um, a, which then references, you know, the requirements then have to be met by C, E, and F. And let me scroll down. Uh, so C is victims of abuse, neglect, uh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. domestic violence. Um, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, no, actually, Thomas, I'm glad. The, the disclosures for health, the disclosures for health oversight activities, yes. which or no, that's D, 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 that's not the E. Disclosure for judicial and administrative proceedings. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so uh, uh, before I forget, Thomas, uh, first of all, I want to say this: is that yeah. the fact you're looking this up really uh, satisfies me a great deal, because I literally saying any woman you read this, you have the right. First, I wanted to say. Second is this. You just perhaps remind me something else because remember I have said I expect major legal fireworks because of the Dobbs decision, right? I've still this. You just remind me something else. Actually, it's from David Chappelle. Okay. Oh, by the way, I see this uh, uh, troll uh, making some stupid comments. By the way, I don't have a problem with you troll me. Not at all. You know, I got a lot of people troll me in the past. So I'm going to go back to some more legal fireworks. Like I will show. Uh, David Chappelle had a, a skit, not skit, just like he made a comment, passing comment, say, uh, child support and the abortion. So basically he's saying, how come a woman can decide to, uh, abort a baby or not, while I cannot decide whether to pay child support or not? So as you, you know, you guys, if you guys, you have girlfriends, uh, wives, uh, who are pregnant, if uh, this fetus suddenly become a person, by certain viability standards, right? Are you going to be subject to some kind of a child support order? And plus more, you have, uh, Thomas, you have looked it up. The medical records yeah. is up for government's uh, purview when there's a domestic violence issue, right? Child abuse issue happen, right? Domestic violence and child abuse are literally crimes, right? They are statutory defined crimes, right? So, of course, when that happens, you can, no, 
if a、uh, if you find a woman smoking in a bar, and she is in the childbearing age, can a cop show him say, "Hey, what is your last menstrual cycle、uh, period?" And I want to know whether you're pregnant or not. What's the viability? And are you drinking, you know, a smoking and harming your 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 child in your belly? You know what I'm saying? There will be so many shitty stuff is going to happen. But what I'm hoping for is this. What I'm hoping for is this. A HIPAA law is the existing law. Ah,、uh, someone can go to the federal court saying, "Hey, if you want Mississippi want to have this uh abortion banning law, that Mississippi must vote to abolish HIPAA law, right? Just like you know, in old days, the 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 northern state, the free state, saying no, there's no slaves existing. While the southerners say no, 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 it's our property. Each state can pass their own law. So you're going to have, I think this is the fast path to literally not not meaning Dobbs' decision will be overturned. What I mean is that you literally can throw the same issue back at the face. Of the U.S. Supreme Court, in other words, they made a, such a mess. You literally put the feces of this mess back in front of the bench, saying, "Decide this one." Right. So I don't want you know I don't mean to cut short, but go ahead, Thomas. So this is what I want to say, based on what you just said. Oh no, I, I agree. This is going to have to get clarified in the courts because, and I think the states might have some room. Yeah. Because it's a clash. Because, I said it's a clash. I never say you know it's a clash, right? Mm-hmm. Because I do think the states might have some some because the problem I'm at least seeing is that you know、uh, the basically you know they they lay out in the definition that you know it, it, it's it's a it's a broad it's a broad definition that may include all these various things.、Mm-hmm. Um, including administrative bodies,、mm-hmm. and then they say, then down below, any of these disclosures as required by law are restricted in these specific cases, but they don't cover all the all the scenarios mentioned in the original definition.、Mm-hmm. So, so, so they restrict part of the 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 the, the, the you know scenarios, but they don't restrict all of them by C, E, and、mm-hmm. F. Is what I'm. Concerned about. Yes. So basically, go ahead, go ahead. and 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 so and so in this case, you know, they said, you know, they mentioned an administrative body, but they did not explicitly say in the definition, you know, an administrative tribunal. And so and so the problem is, you know, here you have the definition saying you can make, you know, disclosures can be made to an administrative body, and then down below they're like, well, but if it's an administrative tribunal. Then you have to do this, 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 and this. Yes. Well, but 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 administrative bodies could request information that isn't through a tribunal. Yeah, there's a, like they're they applicable by law. Exactly. Just remember this: is that I have said I'm not saying I'm right. I'm always right, not whatsoever. This is just one of the. Five episodes about this Dobbs decision, right? I, w- I want to quickly remind I, you. I, 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 I agree. I, I'm、mm. not. I'm not. I'm not. Just, just to be clear. Just to be clear. I'm not arguing for, you know, or against on either side of this. I'm just trying to get an understanding of, of 
what the law says mm-hmm. and what arguments the states could bring mm-hmm. to defend their position. Um, because I do think there is gray area, yes. regrettably, yeah. in exactly that 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 they could claim gives them gives them the right to this information. And there is a section, for example, for health disclosures to to, to health monitoring agencies that also you know uh, qualifies it that it's it's legal to make those make those disclosures to a health monitoring agency, for example. If the, if in, for example, there's an instance of child abuse, well, where the states get crafty is, is while they've now given an infant, you know, the status of being an unborn child. Yes, exactly. And so you could exactly. extend that to mean mm-hmm. that, 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 that you could use that then as yet another loophole potentially yes. to, to, to say that they must disclose any sort of abuse of a, a you know, a, a, of a, a per- fetal child, yes, a person, basically, yeah, to health monitoring officials. So, so that lem, lem, there are multiple. Yes, first, what you just said, Thomas, is exactly what I mentioned earlier in today's episode. Is that you would think these nine justices on the U.S. Supreme Court would have already knew, known about the HIPAA law, right? It's not about the viability. Uh, it's not about rights to abortion for a woman. It's a right of a privacy of a woman towards her medical records. When- well, 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 that's well, that's in the case of a state where it's permitted still mm-hmm. under under some restrictions, and you and you have to disclose mm-hmm. it. If a state now, because of Roe being over, overturned, if a state just flat out makes it illegal to perform the procedure, which a lot of those states do, then there is no, you, there, there is nothing that can't, that needs to be disclosed because the, the physician can't physically do the act. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that's, and that's an it, it only covers states like my own, like Ohio, for example, mm-hmm. where somebody seeking an abortion and it is still legal up to a certain, you know, within certain limits mm-hmm. um, and in certain scenarios where the health, uh, the physician has to make disclosures to the state after the procedure has occurred. Yes. And, and it's in, it's in those states where you're going to see most likely that this, that, that, that this, you know, has to get hashed out as to these ambiguities yes. in HIPAA. Yes. Um, I, so I, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you short because uh, you just, you know, by this conversation, you just give me new ideas, right? So I want to just, uh, Remind everyone that this is the first of the five episodes I'm going to do about the Dobbs decision. The last one is the most difficult one and most meaningful one. Uh, because this one, first episode, is about the privacy rights of a woman and the HIPAA, right? That's already codified, you know. I cannot believe the uh, Supreme Court just did not, uh, uh, you know, uh, pay attention or elaborate on those uh, quote, gray areas, end quote, like Thomas has just talked about. The last episode is uh, a, I call it the, the la, uh, final nail on the coffin of Dobbs' decision. In that particular episode, which is going to take a lot of my time, is I, I'm going to take exactly uh, Justice Alito's approach to argue that it's by in the Constitution of the United States, the woman has a right towards abortion. It's not privacy anymore. It's abortion itself. Okay? It's not a direct 
enumerated rights, but it's implied in that rights. And it's given to men at the time. It's not given to the women at the time. But by today's standard, the woman is equally entitled to that rights. So, 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 so now I'm going to talk about some serious scenario that actually happened before. Okay. If the states ban abortion, pretending it's a federal ban of abortion, guess what? The wealthiest ones, the, you know, privileged women, they can fly to Canada or Mexico to get abortion. They don't even need to go, you know, actually a lot of people are saying the healthcare costs in Canada and Mexico is more reasonable. Than in America, right? I remember around 2007, I read a a, a, a medical situation which is the opposite of abortion. It's about women and couples who want to have a baby, but cannot have a baby. There is an innovative treatment. It's called the immuno treatment. It's under the same principle of an immunotherapy in cancer treatment. In that case, is for immunotreatment of a female body. Basically, the wife's body rejects the protein from the sperm of the man, of the husband. So at that time, medically, there's a procedure to train the wife's immune system to accept her husband's protein in, her, in his sperm to cause pregnancy. Guess what? In America, it's banned. It's not allowed for whatever reason. So the couples in California, they will spend about 3000 to 5000 to cross the border, go to Mexico, and do the, uh, do the procedure and come back. So, so think about this international uh, implication. America, again, because it's Dobbs' decision, we're just becoming the joke of the international community. Right. This is something I want to throw up because, you know, Thomas, you just mentioned about something, you know, reminded that. So, you know, I saw a woman in well, the, I, I honestly, just a second, uh, Thomas, I, I, I saw a woman uh, as a, uh, 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 in the listener. So I want to uh, invite her to speak as well. Go ahead, Thomas. I, all I was going to say was uh, uh, the, uh, um, I, I understand why the court in this decision to overturn Roe didn't mention HIPAA in the case because they were just keeping it finely defined, you know, to the scope of the case itself. The scope, the case didn't have anything to do with HIPAA. So, you know, they don't, I just, I can understand why they wouldn't want to, uh, you know, go off on tangents like that in terms of, you mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. on, yeah, because, because again, you know, typically the courts are not going to go off and be like, oh yeah, well, about this other thing, you know, that's unrelated to the case. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I think that they, they, you know, it's just outside of the boundaries of the immediate case for them to try to mention or rule on something unrelated. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's why they didn't bring it up. Well, I, again, I appreciate you, uh, you, all your contribution, Thomas here. Uh, I, uh, again, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying what I said is all correct. I'm just bringing up more ideas, uh, more uh, 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 remedy, possible remedies, right? And all that. The uh, going back real quick. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with you. The you, you, Supreme Court, any court, they want to limit the scope of the issue in front of them. They don't want to go all over the map, right? However, when it comes to HIPAA. 
I always felt this. First of all, all the justice, they should have known their own medical privacy is protected by HIPAA first. Second, they should have known there's a thing called the federal supremacy in law, meaning if there's a two law conflicting with each other, clashes with each other, the federal law is supreme. So they should have known about HIPAA. They should have known about the supremacy of HIPAA. This is not something I made it up. There's a famous case laws by the U.S. Supreme Court when there's a two law, state and federal, clashes with each other. The federal law is supreme. So I can't, you know, so again, I'm not disagreeing with you. This is a great discussion. Uh, I tried to invite the Zainab, uh, thinking that she probably is a woman, but uh, Zain, Zainab? Yeah, yeah. She, 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 she is. She's a friend of mine, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, who's, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Zainab, uh, I don't know if she wants to talk or not, though. So, you know. So, uh, hey. Sometimes she's. Hey. Yeah, she is. She's okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Zainab. Oh, <laughs> we lost Zena. Go ahead, Zena. Unmute yourself. Her, her phone's a little funky sometimes. It's been, it's yep. been having issues. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, you know, for these abortion topics, I'll be more than happy to have a more episode, just have a, just a, a casual discussion like what we just had, right? But, you know, as you can see, uh, I'm pretty focused on one topics at a time, even though all five topics relates to women's rights, uh, you know, and so, okay, my, my bad, Zainab, I failed to make you the next caller. I just did that, and the police unmute yourself. Oh, yeah, okay, so that's what was, that was the issue. <laughs> yes, my bad. Hi, Zainab, we cannot hear you. Hello, hey. um, yes. I, I came in a little bit late, so I don't know how much I can, uh, I can contribute. Um, on the HIPAA discussion, um, as far as disclosing issues with birth, pregnancy, that sort of thing, that's that's common when you visit, you know, the hospital. I mean, or you're going to the doctor, but that's a little bit different than having to disclose it in the workplace or in other avenues or through the federal government because of some kind of, you know, program. Now, um, for instance, when I was, um, had to get WIC or, you know, when I was in the TANF program, um, I did have to disclose that I had a child and I had to disclose my pregnancy when I was pregnant in order to get assistance, you know, mm-hmm. um, in order to be able to apply to a medical card, for instance, I had to disclose that I was pregnant in order to be able to apply. And then I had to show proof of pregnancy. But I think that's a little bit different than disclosing so that there can be monitoring of our pregnancy and an oversight organization that's ensuring that that pregnancy come to fruition um, because of restrictive abortion laws. So those are those are two, you know, two separate things. Um, and I do fear because of the way that some states have gone with very loose language in their legislation that we may be seeing more and more oversight. For instance, if you have a miscarriage, which is quite common, I've had uh, like three DNCs 
in my life because I have a, a rare blood disorder. I was never supposed to be able to have kids. So the fact that I was able to, um, I was able to, um, or that I had a child was, uh, <laughs> that was wild to me because I have PCOS, which is polycystic and ovarian syndrome and thalassemia, which is a blood disorder. So, um, I couldn't have imagined having to report that I took an at home pregnancy test, that it came out positive and then having to go somewhere. So what I fear is this, that, the laws within Roe versus Wade when it comes to HIPAA is that, you know, women or birthing people, women are going to be less likely to go and um, speak to a doctor. Correct. If they're unsure if they want to, to, you know, carry this baby to fruition, but there are health issues with, with becoming pregnant. There are yep. things that, you know, I mean, your body is going through changes. And so that's, that's one thing that worries me is that people will be intimidated to go to a doctor because they are going to be afraid that they're going to be put on some kind of list as a pregnant person's. Mm -hmm. And so I have this fear of being monitored through your pregnancy early on and having to prove that you didn't that you didn't have an abortion, having I know. to prove that it was a natural miscarriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it, this is a perfect. Uh, again, I appreciate the fact that you are women. You are speaking about this. Uh, my goal here is really charge to uh, use first this existing federal law called HIPAA, showing that women does have a right to seek so-called opt-out letter to our provider saying everything is off limit to anybody about my medical records, except when it's approved by a federal court, right? So I've said that. The, uh, uh, I don't even remember whether I said this earlier today or not. If a woman is not allowed to have this opt-out letter approved, then literally our government is a uh, force women to self-incriminate. So that's related to what Zainab just said. Like now she, as a woman, she has to be super careful of what to disclose. So not to touch that high, you know, voltage line of a state abortion ban enforcement, right? So, 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 you know, again, like I said, if a HIPAA, for the purpose of uh, abortion banning is invalidated for women's LMPs, gestational ages. The status of aborted fetus as a dead body of a mother other than a medical waste, then all hell break loose for women. That's why Zena has said she has to be super careful with what she said, what she shared now. Literally, right? So this is the first thing. And second, because Zainab is a woman, I'm going to throw out a tease for my last episode where I'm going to argue is that the women's rights to abortion, even though not enumerated, but it's actually already in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights. So I'm going to throw out a tease is this. I don't know whether you guys follow Seinfeld show or not. Seinfeld show is a pretty popular, which I'm a big fan. There is an episode that's called The Contest, 
it's about the masturbation. Okay, so I'm going to use I'm going to use uh, that uh, a que- uh, two questions posted by the Seinfeld characters to just give you a tease of what I'm going to talk about in the last episode. Why women actually do have rights inherited, not directly enumerated, but it's uh, inherent from the Bill of Rights is that they do have that right. Is this. In that uh, contest episode, uh, these uh, three guys is having a contest who uh, can, who would uh, last longest not to masturbate, okay? So as you know, there's a one female character in the Seinfeld show, it's uh, Elaine. So, so while these three guys in the restaurant is talking about who is going to be the master of their domain, Elaine joined in. Elaine wants to be in the competition. And her word is this. She wants to be the queen of the castle. Okay? So, if does the constitution... So, my question in the last episode is this. Does the constitution allow men to be the masters of their domains? I will say the answer is, the answer is likely yes. If that's the case, then the question will be this. Should the Constitution allow women to be the queen of their castle? That will be my question. Right? So that's the teaser for my last episode, for the Dobbs decision. Okay. So I, I, we are almost two hours into this. I truly appreciate everybody's uh, joining in. And uh, please share this episode of the Dobbs decision. Because I do believe HIPAA already provides privacy rights to women who are impacted by the Dobbs decision. And uh, I, you know, I want this information to be shared to any woman who are concerned about her needs to protect herself on what to share and what not to share. Right. So, 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 well, again, uh, once again, great discussion. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, for you know, chiming in, listening, and uh, and uh, uh, by the way, I want to let you know that I am trying to uh, start a van life in the later part of this year. I'll be living in the van, planning to, you know, with solar panel generator, propane freezer, and I intend to travel the country while doing this show. So I might be have to postpone the show or episode a little bit, but uh, I will be, you know. Still trying to do this as much as possible. All right. So thanks. Special thanks to Zena and uh, special thanks to Rudy and Thomas and Charlie. And uh, have a great rest of your Sunday. And I look forward uh, to seeing you again uh, ne- next week. Bye now.